Guys, what is going on? Welcome back to the Epic Dad Legacy Podcast. It's me, your host, Drew Camp here. Hey, if this is your first time joining, I want to say thank you for tuning in. Uh, maybe you found this episode through uh, another dad friend, right, that shared it with you, or maybe you found it just scrolling through iTunes. Um, but however you found it, I am thankful and grateful that you are here. Our job, if you're just tuning in, is to help you up your game as a dad um, and be a better father, be a better husband, be a better man, and start fulfilling the potential that you know that you have in the areas of body, relationships, mind, and financial. So however you got here, I am glad that you are here. Um, Hey, before we hop into this episode, guys, I want to cover three quick things. Uh, So one is we have a Facebook group. It's got about a 1,000 dads in it right now. It's called the Epic Dad Crew. Um, I want to personally invite you to join this group. Uh, It is really starting to uh, become a very engaged place and and an awesome place where us dads can support each other. We can share tactical tips, tricks, and and, uh, strategies on how we can, one, become the best dad we can be, but then also, you know, really get the kick in the ass that we need sometimes uh, to start stepping up our game and hold each other accountable. So, If you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, I've got it linked down below, completely free to join, and we would love to have you and love to support you on your journey to be the best dad that you can be. Secondly, I want to go ahead and cover our seven-day Epic Dad Challenge. Uh, Some of you guys might have taken this challenge before. If you have, uh, we appreciate you and want to support you. Uh, If you haven't, this challenge is really a great a great mental reset. And so a lot of times as, as dads, you know, we've got a lot of stuff going on. Um, you know, we've got softball practice, we've got our kids going to school, you know, we've got all of these things and priorities that, that take up a lot of our time. And it's really easy for us to fall into a rut to where we're just kind of going through the motions uh, and feeling like we're not making progress. We're not showing up intentionally the way that we want to uh, for our family, for our work. Uh, for our spouse. And so what this challenge is really designed to do is to get you out of that rut uh, and get you out of that rut quickly um, and get you to a place where you are having positive momentum. Um, So are there physical things in this challenge? Uh, Yes, there are. But ultimately, it is a reset challenge. Um, And so if you feel like you are stressed, you are not being intentional, you're not showing up uh, the way that you want to, and you just know that something is off. Um, this challenge is going to be a great, great tool for you to get back in the zone and start building that momentum. Um, most of the guys in our Epic Dad uh, Crew Facebook group have taken this challenge, <clears throat> excuse me, um, and have gotten a ton of value from it. And, and we take that feedback and try to make it uh, better, you know, consistently. Um, so if you haven't taken the challenge, I would urge you to hop in to our world, hop into our community, take that Epic Dad 7-Day Challenge, and I guarantee you that in seven days, you're going to feel uh, you know, much more clarity around what you need to do, the actions, the habits that you need to build to start having that momentum in your life and showing up more intentionally for your, your family. Uh, and finally, three, hey, if you guys are enjoying this show, uh, we don't run ads so really the only way that we're going to get exposure to, to more dads that need to hear this message is, you know, by you, right? By you sharing the show, uh, if you find value in it, by you leaving us review. So that's my ask is if you find value and you get, you know, even just one thing away from this episode, I want you to share it with another dad because um, you never know what they might be going through, right? Um, and you never know if this this episode of, of you sharing it with them is going to be the you know, just really the, the kick in the ass that they need. Um, it's going to be that catalyst for them to, to start, you know, um, 
really thinking about the way that they approach fatherhood. And so I want you to share the show if you find value in it. And also I want you to, to scroll down below uh, and just leave us a review. It takes about two minutes just to you know hit a button, leave us a star rating, and let us know what you think of the show. Um, I take all that feedback and we make sure that we try to make this show uh, the best that we can. And so that's my ask. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and hop into today's episode. So today I have on Kevin Torres from Dad Bod Wad. You guys, you guys might know him from that. Um, he is the owner of Forging Elite Fathers. So Kevin is a combat veteran. Um, like I said, he owns Forging Elite Fathers, and you guys probably know him by his handle on Instagram, which is Dad Bod Wad, which I absolutely love uh, that Instagram handle, and I love that 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 uh, profile that Kevin has going on. So I found Kevin on Instagram over a year ago. And we've been tagging each other back and forth in posts since then. Um, and I had been drenched in sweat many times by following his workouts that he posts on this page. Um, and our messages really align about the importance of fitness to help fill your bucket as a father. And I knew I had to have him on the show. So Kevin's sustainable and simple approach to staying fit as a busy dad is what a lot of guys need to hear. Um, you know, sometimes we have this mental block about what it takes uh, to, to stay fit. And we think that, hey, we've got to be going to a traditional gym. You know, we've got to be doing curls for the girls for hours in front of the mirror. You know, it's going to take us two hours, right, to one to drive down to the gym, you know, an hour to work out, you know, another 30 minutes to drive back. And, uh, you know, it's you don't need all that, right? And so you don't need to be going to a gym for hours or going on crazy fad diets to, to stay fit. Um, a simple and sustainable approach is key. And it's exactly what Kevin is teaching um, on his Instagram page and also in his coaching group, Forging Elite Fathers. Uh, so during this, this episode, Kevin and I talk about army life, uh, the transition to becoming a civilian, his approach to fitness and nutrition, and trust me, you guys are going to want to take notes on this one. Um, we also talk about how being in shape has helped him show up even better as a father and practical steps that you as a busy dad can take right now to start getting in better shape. So guys, buckle up. You are going to love this episode and let's go ahead and hop in. Are you ready to become the dad you were meant to be? Good, because this is the Epic Dad Legacy Podcast where imperfect actions are better than perfect ideas, promises kept are more important than promises made, and nothing happens unless you make it happen. My name is Drew, father of three, and founder of the Epic Dad Company. My mission is to help dads up their game and become the husbands, fathers, and men they're called to be. Thanks for listening. Now let's start the episode. All right, Kevin, coming from uh, the Bronx, man. I just saw, I just heard some gunshots in the background. <laughs> right. So Peter looks behind every corner here. <laughs> Dude, thank you for coming on, man. Um, for folks that don't know you, Kevin, can you let us know who you are, what you got going on, um, you know, and, and what type of stuff you're into, man? Yeah, man. Thanks so much, first of all, for having me, Drew, man. And um, so I'm Kevin Torres. I'm the founder and head coach of Forging Lead Fathers. Dad Bod Wad on Instagram, right? Dad Bod Wad, W-O-D, just means work out of the day. Um, and really, I started this by accident. I kind of just started the Instagram account, posting like daily workouts, um, because at the time, you know, I had a, a baby who would only nap in her stroller. And I would take these like epic two-hour walks while she napped. And one <laughs> yeah. day, I just I decided to just start doing burpees while she was napping because I was like so tired. And I was like, let me just knock out a couple of burpees because I'm just like so exhausted. And and then I ended up doing 10 more burpees and then 10 more. And finally, I did 100. And I was like drenched. And she was still napping. I'm like, wow, that was pretty sweet. 
And I was like, you know what, I'll do this again tomorrow, except the next day I made sure to wear like, you know, workout clothes and sneakers and all that stuff. And um, I just started doing that and variations of like short little workouts, like while she napped in the stroller um, every day. And then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to start recording these and posting them on Instagram. Like somebody needs to see this. Other dads need to see that. Like you can totally get a super quick workout in like 10 or 15 minutes while the baby naps in the stroller. And then I think my wife is actually the one who came up with the name dad bod bod. She was like, oh yeah, you can call it dad bod bod. And I was like, that's <laughs> it was a great funny. name, a great name, by the way. <laughs> <Thanks>. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so I just started posting and then people started following. And so, um, at the time I was a middle school vice principal. So like this, you know, there was never sort of like, oh, I'm going to do this thing with the intention of, I don't know, selling shirts or or coaching or anything. It was just for fun. And because I just wanted it to be helpful, like a helpful resource for other people. And then it started taking off. And then of course, with COVID happened and everything shut down and I was working remotely because schools were shut down. I was able to focus a little bit more mm -hmm. on, on, on just building the community. And, you know, we help busy dads, like new dads or soon to be dads or, you know, freaking seasoned dads, like go from dad bod to fit dad lose the dad bod, lose 20 plus pounds. And more specifically though, without the fasting, without cutting out carbs, without spending hours in the gym or even having to go to the gym, um, really like in a super sustainable way. Right. So like our yeah. goal is to like get people to like lose weight quickly and then gain it all back, but to like do so sustainably because most dads, most new dads, especially um, and, and guys in general who are like, who have the dad bod, like they just don't know how to like make being a dad work with staying fit. Like when you're young and you're 20, you got all kinds of time. Mm -hmm. And then once you have like the, all those constraints and responsibilities of like being a dad, being a husband, like having to go to work and doing all those things, it's like, well, when do I get to squeeze in fitness? And it's like, well, if you're looking at it as like this thing that you have to go do at a gym for 60 to 90 minutes a day, you're probably never going to yep. get it done. Right. Versus like, if you think about new flexible ways to like get it in. Um, so that's, that's my mission, man. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I don't know how many times we hear, you know, the, the most like common complaint about like getting fit. It's just, I don't have enough time. Right. And I think it's probably because they're, like you said, they're, they haven't like shifted that frame, you know, the way they're looking at fitness, like one, like you have a lot of time constraints now that you didn't have when you were 20 and you didn't have kids. Right. And so like, like the literally going to a, the gym for two hours is just like, it's not possible. So if like that, that's your view of fitness. Like that's going to be completely unsustainable. Um, and then two is, is like you said, trying to, almost view it as like a chore, something I have to go do, right? As opposed to, you know, just saying, hey, like this is something that is part of my life that I'm going to have to build around other priorities, right? But it's like still something I'm going to do just because that's part of my life. That's like what I do, right? So yeah, I, mean, I, I, I love the, the um, you know, the Instagram channel you guys have. Um, it's awesome to see you out there getting after it. Mostly with just dumbbell stuff too, which is kind of <laughs> cool. Um, and uh, I did one the other day. I think I sent you a, a note. I was like, hey man, I'm trying this one. And, uh, dude, it was a smoker, man. It was like you said, it was 15, I think 15, maybe like 16 minutes or so. Um, but I was drenched, um, and it was a great workout, man. So I think it, it is completely possible to stay in shape, to be fit as a busy dad, um, and 20 minutes or less, man, it, it is definitely possible. Yeah. And if you don't mind, like a, a little shameless plug here, if, if you're listening, just go to forgingelitefathers.com forward slash five F I V E. Mm -hmm. I put together five free workouts that literally take 10, 15, 20 minutes. And these actually don't have any dumbbells in them whatsoever. These are all just body weight workouts. Yeah. Just to give you an example of like the types of workouts that you can do. And I promise if you just did these five workouts in rotation every single week, you'd be way fitter than most people your age. So, um, <laughs> 
and like the, you know, like seriously, just push-ups, air squats, and crunches. Like that's one of the workouts I used to do all the time. Like while my wife nursed the baby yeah. and like, and you know, cause I didn't want her to think I was going to work out. So like, I'd come back into the room, like with like sweat on my chest. She's like, were you working? I'm like, nah, babe, nah, not at all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Kevin, were you, have you always been into fitness? Like, has that been a big thing for you or, or no? No. And that's the thing. So, um, I, I actually, you know, growing up in middle school and elementary, I was always kind of like out of, you know, chubby and, you know, out of, out of shape. And in middle school, I was more into music than I was into like sports and stuff. I was like really into Nirvana and grunge yeah, playing man. the guitar. So I was like on that side of the thing. Like I wasn't like into the sports and the jock thing. I was more into like the music and like the grunge and like sort of like the anti-jock thing. Right. Yeah. Do you have like um, an old pla- like plaid, you know, shirt that you exactly. wear, like the big long hair and stuff. <laughs> Dude, I totally had the long hair and the plaid and like the ripped jeans. Yeah. Um, super into Nirvana and all that stuff. And then, um, and then in high school, you know, when, when I was like, really got really interested in girls, I was like, okay, I got to dial this in. And I, but I, but I did it the wrong way. I didn't know how to do it. Right. So like I fluctuated all over the place. I was starving myself. I was running all the time. And so like, I was, I was never like in shape, but I, you know, I, I did lose some of the weight. And then, um, nine 11 happened and I was like, well, shit, I guess I'm joining the army. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. It wasn't like a matter of like, should I, or should I not? Like, I remember as 9-11 was happening, I was like walking home and I was like, I can't believe I'm joining the army. Like it was- How, how, how yeah, how old were you when that happened? I was, I was 18. I was 18. You're 18, so it was like, okay. It was that, and it was like that perfect, and in my mind, I grew up like loving history and World War II in particular, right? Like I ended up joining the 101st Airborne because of the history of, of, of the 101st Airborne. And so- you know, I always told myself, and my brother was a Marine at the time, but again, he joined Bill Clinton's Marines, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, go to Germany and go to wherever. It's like, you're just in the military. Yeah, just wear the, the dress uniform and yeah. Yeah, you get, you get <laughs> to be really cool, but you're not going to ever, ever see danger. Like maybe Kosovo was like a thing, but nobody really went. And so in my mind, I was like, I'm not, and I was also, remember, I was like counter cult, you know, I was like grungy. So I was like, I'm not going to go join the army or, or the Marines and be like super freaking yeah, high like, and yes, tight. Or, yeah just just for nothing right like if i were to join the military it'd be because there's a war just like in world war ii like if we were attacked in pearl harbor style like i would definitely join and so like when 9 11 happened i was like oh shit i guess i'm joining right like i guess i have to put my money where my mouth is especially because it's like i've been telling my friends like this is i would i would never join the military unless there was an actual mm-hmm. war to join and so 9 11 happened i joined i joined the army and even in the army though to go back to your original question like i wasn't like in great shape I was like, you know, overweight. I had to be like weighed and taped every single quarter yeah. or whatever. Well, the hundred first is kind of known for being a little bit out of shape, you know. <laughs> so in case the listeners don't know that. Um no, so <laughs> I do want to drag you a little bit. So yeah, so I was in the eighty second um airborne division, which the the hundred first, eighty second, and one seventy third are really like the the big three like yeah. airborne units in, in the army. And so we we rag on each other a little bit. Dude, and uh <laughs> I love the eighty second So no, it's so funny because the 101st gets all the credit, man. It, it makes you so mad. Because, like, when you look at, you know, all the World War II, they're not yeah. like they haven't done amazing things. Like, of course they have, you know, but it's like, it's always the Screaming Eagles, man. It's always. And it's just like, what about the 82nd, man? Like, we're doing some cool shit, too, you know? It's something about the patch, man, because yeah. the two little A's of the 82nd, the All-American, it's like, eh, Yeah, or Alcoholics whatever. Anonymous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but the Screaming Eagle, man, that that's like a beautiful patch. And, like, when I joined the Army, it does I was look like, good. I want that freaking patch. And I remember I, I contemplated re-enlisting and I was like, if I re-enlist, I would like to be, you know, I'd like to go to Fayetteville just so I can get like the, the both patches, you know, yeah. like, but I, I ended up not re-enlisting, but 
anyway, um, yeah, there's something about that patch. And I remember when I signed up my recruiter, I was like, I want to, he was like, I had good grades and everything. He was like, where do you want to go? I was like, I want to be in the infantry. He's like, okay, well, we'll get you a bonus or whatever. And he's like, but you could have whatever job you want. You can have whatever lo location assignment, duty assignment you want. Like, do you want to go to Hawaii? There's an, there's an airborne unit there or Italy and Vincenza. Do you want to go there? I'm like, I want to go to Fort Campbell, Kentucky. He's like, why? <laughs> I was like, and then he's like, wait, you've been watching too much of those band of brothers. Yeah, band of brothers. <laughs> and I was like, what? No, no, not me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. I mean, we, um, so when I, I did, you know, same thing, like, like enlisted and, and 9 11 had a big impact on me too. Um, I was a little bit younger. I was 13 or 14 at the time. Um, yeah. I was in, in, I remember I was in ninth grade. So I still couldn't drive myself home, you know? Right. So like, I, I vividly remember like that day hap it happening. I was in, yeah, it was ninth grade. So ninth grade, like health class, right? And we kind of heard, you know, what was going on. And then later after the day unfolded, we heard a lot more, you know? Um, and at that point in time, I, I kind of had that switch too. I was like, I'm, I'm literally 14, but like, this is something I'm going to do. Um, and I remember my, my mother had to pick me up because I couldn't drive yet. And like the first thing I asked her was just, hey, mom, how old do you have to be to, to join the army? Um, and like without hesitation, she just said, you got to be 21, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, just to put some buffer in there. But yeah, that was a that was a huge thing. Man. It's something that, you know, um, kids now, I guess anybody kind of born after our generation, right? It's just kind of a, a bullet point in history, you know, that kind of like yeah. Pearl Harbor was for us. Um and just uh, really the impact that it's had like on an entire generation, you know, um, of guys that have gone and served has just been tremendous. I mean, I think re regardless of any type of political leanings or anything like that, right? Um, yeah, just, just huge impact, man. Yeah, it changed the world, man. It changed, the, it changed America. It changed, mm -hmm. And it definitely changed like our generation, like the people who mm -hmm. did go to serve and like, um, you know, it, it's, it's crazy. But like going back to your mom and the 21 thing, which is really funny. I actually had to lie to my mom too. I was like, mom, I'm going to join the army. And my brother, again, he was a Marine, but he wasn't an infantryman. So he yeah, was yeah, like a, be a, a radar technician, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, okay, do something, do something that, that you can turn into a job afterwards. Like, you know, with airplanes and all that stuff. Yeah. And I was like, you got it. And so when I came home, I was like, I'm, I'm going to the airborne. And she's like, so that's like a aviation, avionics. Stuff? Totally. Like, exactly. And then she came to Fort Benning to my graduation. It's like home of the infantry, home of the infantry, home of the, and, and then, you know, the graduating, we're all getting the blue cord. Yeah. Like people are jumping out of planes and stuff. Yeah, in the and background. She's, like, yeah. she's like infantry. I'm like, yep. Yeah. I, I was the same way. Man. I was like, if I'm going to serve, like, you know, why not like serve right i mean not that not that any service is better than than the other right but just right. you're gonna have a different experience you know right. uh based off what your job is and so i was like hey man shit like if i'm gonna do this let's let's freaking do it you know hell yeah that's how i saw it too and you know and again like like you said whatever however you serve is is obviously honorable right um but to me obviously growing up with the movies and the books and all that stuff is like well that was the only vision of the military that i had in my mind you know and aside from my brother, I didn't have like a history of family members in the mill. So I didn't have an, another perspective where it's like, oh, you could be a supply, or supply yeah. guy, or you could be a pilot, or you could, you know, join the officer corps. Like I had no sort of like point of reference. So I was like, oh, you joined the military. It's because you're getting a rifle and you're running towards yeah. the fight, you know, like that's what you do. And so like, there was never even a, a, a sort of like a doubt. Um, but again, going back to the original question though, about like my fitness at the time, yeah. even in the army, I wasn't like in great shape. I could run like hell, you know, because that's what we did every day mm -hmm. and I could do endless pushups. And I was really good at like carrying load. Like, um, you know, we were light infantry, but I was, I was often like given like the 240 with, with the extra ammo and the rock. And I could just walk with it for hours and hours and hours and never like 
complain. Um, but I was never like in great shape. But when I separated from the military, I I was still eating and drinking the same because we were drinking like a case of beer at night and eating pizza and all that yeah. stuff. And like, you know, <laughs> but you're 20 years old and you're rucking every day and, and running five miles every single day, right? And I was still eating and drinking the same way, but I was no longer running or rucking or doing anything anymore when I became a civilian. And I said, I quickly gained 30, 40 pounds. And I was dating my, my, my wife, who's, who was my girlfriend at the time. So we were going out for dinners and drinking wine, you know, and she's really thin and, and fit. Um, but I, again, I don't have that gene in me naturally. So like when I eat an apple, I gain weight. Right. So like, and so I just like gained 30 or 40 pounds. We went on vacation and we, when I came home, I, she was look, we were looking at pictures together and I was like, holy crap, like, who is that? really fat dude in the pool next to you. And I was just like, I got to do something about this. And luckily my friend at the time was like, um, was, was going through like a personal trainer course. Yeah. And, and he was like, I could show you a couple of things around the gym and all that stuff. Cause you, again, I don't know about you, but when we were in the army, like we weren't allowed to go to the gym. Mm. It was like, that's oh, what no, it's did. all like outside PT. Like, yeah. You know, you so go, yeah, really, yeah. It was, Hey, we're gonna go for a five mile run today. That was like exactly. three mornings a week, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I didn't know my way around the gym either because again, growing yeah. up, I was not into that stuff. So like this, luckily my friend knew some stuff. He showed me around. And then from there, it just like sparked something in me. And I think that also helped with like, you know, post-army transition, you know, I was able to just like focus on that and finish uh, school. So that's how I really got into the fitness thing, man. Okay. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, the army, it's like, I feel like they've tried to do a better job with fitness. Uh, so I'm, I'm still in, so I'm, I'm in the national guard now. So I, um, I did, uh, four enlisted and then I took a couple year break in service. Then I went back and commissioned. Um, and so I'm, I'm an Intel guy now. So it's kind of a totally different experience, right. Of, of, you know, being like active duty, airborne infantry to like now commissioned, intel <laughs> national guard yeah it's a totally different experience but you, um, to, but you still get to rock a cib so yeah i do uh, yeah yeah one of the few <laughs> awesome. um but uh and, and it gives me kind of a cool lens as like an intel officer right of like having that experience of of being on the ground you know so like when i'm briefing the commander you know um of like you know intel brief or whatever you know i, I know what points like need to be said and like he doesn't need to know about like oh the barometer you know temperature is blah 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 you know like nobody cares <laughs> Um, so it gives you kind of like a little bit different perspective there, but, um, so the new army PT test, I don't know, are you familiar with that? The ACFT that they're doing? Yeah, I've, I've heard of it. It's a little bit more like, um, functional. Yeah. Like they, they can't make up their mind on the actual standards. <laughs> it, it was going to be a, um, you know, Hey, one standard fits all like either meet the standard you don't, whether you're male, female body type, whatever. Um, and then like 85% of people failed it. And so they're like, all right, we might need to uh, take a look at this. So they, they keep going back and forth on standards, but yeah, it's a little bit more functional. And I think um at least on the guard side each state has has been tasked with obviously you know the fitness of their state and um a a majority of the states i think have started to implement kind of like crossfit you know satellite locations that guys can go to and stuff like that so like they're they're starting to you know it's the army right so nothing nothing's perfect and it takes forever to roll anything out but i think they have an understanding now of like hey push-ups sit-ups and crunches for your test is like not a totally accurate depiction of how fit you are um you know so they're they're starting to, to to make some headway there that's cool man yeah i always said that like that was like one of my biggest complaints about the military because um you know they you have these sergeants in charge of pt and like they're not 
trained in any the, basically your squad did whatever your sergeant was good at right yeah. like whatever your squad yeah. like if your squad leader loved <clears throat> running guess what we did we're running and at a seven minute mile pace, right? If your squad leader hated running, you guys are probably just doing flutter kicks and push-ups and all that stuff, right? So it's like, or drills or something. So it really just like, it mattered on like who your squad leader was, what they were good at. And I always felt like, if I can go back and like really like teach, like if I was like a platoon sergeant, like really teach like all those young dudes about like nutrition mm-hmm. and functional fitness, like man, like there's no reason why anybody in the army should be out of shape. It's like the one institution where everybody should look like a Spartan 300 dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's our job. (laughs) And yet nobody knows how to like eat. Yeah. No, I I think, um, I heard a stat the other day and and I'm probably getting wrong, like the exact number, but, um, it's somewhere around two thirds of the applicants now into the military, uh, can't cut muster because of weight. You know, which is crazy, right? Which has a direct impact on on recruiting, has a direct impact on on readiness, right? Which is huge. So it's yeah. like an epidemic, man. So like, and now now just focusing more on on dads, um, you know, what are some of those those foundational things that like guys are getting wrong? Like you're saying, it's it's you know, if you could go back and teach, um, yeah. you know, what would you be teaching? So in particular with guys or with dads, what I've noticed is like dads are still depending on they're still relying on the things that worked for them when they were in their teens and twenties, right. When they were still single and before they had kids. So for example, if, if, you know, if your listeners are like maybe some fitness enthusiasts or, or used to be, and they want to get back in shape, but the, the sort of like framework that they have in their minds for getting back in shape is bodybuilding splits, Monday, chest and back Tuesdays, you know, squats, you know, Wednesdays, tries and buys and third, you know, and with girls, with girls, you know, the gym, yeah, yeah, all that. (laughs) And again, nothing wrong with that style of working out. It actually, you know, it obviously has its place, right. With the bodybuilding, you know, with the aesthetics and all that stuff. And I love that stuff. If I had unlimited time, I would totally do, you know, eight sets of chest and all whatever, but like, and, or, so there's that, right. Like guys are relying on these old methods not old, but like methods that worked in a different time in your life that don't mm-hmm. currently fit with your current lifestyle. Because many dads don't have the, the, the capacity to go to the gym for 60 minutes plus a 20 minute commute on in yep. each way. And, and just to do like sing, you know, like, like isolated muscle groups. And then on top of that, they're also relying on diets that maybe worked for them. One, when you're younger, you don't really have to worry about your diet as much, you know, because you could eat whatever you want and, and your metabolism is through the roof. Or, you know, like you do cut carbs or intermittent fast, like these like things that are like get quick results, but then unsustainable. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm sure there are a ton of listeners who have done keto before and people would argue, but yeah, but I lost a lot of weight on keto. And it's like, yeah, that's great. And are you still doing keto? No. Yeah. Have you still maintained that weight loss? No. So it's like, yes, keto does work. You can lose a lot of weight doing keto. Like intermittent fasting works. You can lose a lot of weight on intermittent fasting, but are you still doing it? And have you maintained that weight loss since you stopped? And again, as dads, are you going to cook your kids macaroni and cheese, grilled cheese, and and your wife something, and then you're going to make yourself like a keto chicken yeah. out of a tupperware like no yeah. you can't that, that is the biggest fight that that, that we have yeah. as a family right exactly it's like when i'm when i'm wife. trying to be like hey I'm, I'm super focused on this right now you know <laughs> it's just like well what the hell are we gonna eat you know and i'm like exactly yeah that's probably not the best answer you know 
<laughs> impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. So like, it, or, or fasting, what are you going to do? Like, sorry, kids, I'm, I'm done eating. I'm done eating for the day. My window's closed. So I'll watch you guys eat dinner or I'll watch you guys eat breakfast while I just, you know, I'm not. And that gives the kids, that's also going to give kids, you know, weird food complexes. And then your wife's going to be like, can you stop? Can you just freaking eat breakfast with us? Or can you just eat dinner with us? Like I made macaroni and cheese for the family. You know, like, can you eat mm-hmm. it, please? And so it's like, rather than avoiding all those fights, it's like understanding like how how to structure your nutrition protocol now that actually fits your current lifestyle and also like a workout regimen that actually fits your current lifestyle. So again, Zumba works, CrossFit works, bodybuilding splits work, paleo works, intermittent fasting works, keto works, but what works for you and your current mm-hmm. lifestyle today is is the difference. Yeah, no, that, that, that's a huge distinction, right? Of yes, everything works, right? If people ask, you know, keto, yeah, does it work? Yeah, it does. But same thing, like, I, I think you have to do something that has to be sustainable because ultimately what you want to do, right, is you want to make a fundamental shift to the way that you look at, at nutrition, right? And do something that's going to be sustainable. You, you can do every day for the rest of your life, right? And like, I, I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with, um, you know, certain diets or nutrition cycles that, that get quick results. If you view them in that lens, right. Of, Hey, this is a, you know, maybe I want to lose 20 pounds, you know, the next couple of months. Right. And then I'm going to transition back to maintenance, right. Like what I do. And so you can kind of have those, those, you know, those peaks and things like that. But yeah, I agree. Like, like things like that are not going to be sustainable over the long term. Um, and so you have to be able to, to sit down take a look at what my life looks like now, what results do I want to get? And then what is going to be sustainable, um, and actually align with what my life looks like to get those results. <laughs> yeah. Because again, with the kids and the wife, especially, right? Like one, you don't want to give your weird food complexes to your kids. That's not fair to them. And, and two, like, you don't want to have that fight with your wife over dinner. Like that's just not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you handle dinner at the house or is, or is your wife handle dinner? We both do. I, I do a lot. She does a lot too, but like I, I learned quickly, like the the thing with dinner is like, how many meals are you truly having with your family throughout the day? Like how much can you really blame on your kids? Like, Oh, if, if it wasn't for the snacks in my house, or if it wasn't for these kids or my wife, I wouldn't be fat or out of shape. Right. It's like, okay, well let's do like a quick audit of how many meals you're actually eating with your family. Like do you eat breakfast with them? Maybe, maybe not. If you're in a rush to school, maybe they're just having something quick and you're just mm-hmm. having something over the counter or you grab something on the way to work. And okay. Now they're at school. Maybe you're working from home or maybe you're at the office. Are you having lunch with your family? No. What about the snacks during the day? No, they're all at school. You're by yourself. Okay, what about dinner? It's like, yeah, maybe we're having dinner at home unless you have like babies at home and they're eating a little earlier than you and your wife will have, whatever. But like, really, there's only like one meal a day that you're really having with your family. The other three or four, you're by yourself. So really like only 20% of your meals throughout the day are with your wife and kids. So what I tell my guys in the program is like, this is how you should structure your meals. You should eat a, a balance of proteins, fats, and carbs. If you want to track your calories, track macros, we can do all that. But when it comes to dinner with your family, let it go. Just eat the food. Eat the food that your wife makes <laughs> and then control all the other meals that, yeah. that you can control by your Yeah, family. because odds are, right? Like like dinner is not going to be 2,000 calories. Exactly. Probably not, right? And so- <laughs> Yeah, like control the things you can control. I, I like that approach. Um, and one, it's going to avoid fights, <laughs> right? Yeah. Which is a big one, you know? Um, and that way it gives you that time with, with your family just to be, you know, be focused, be intentional, be present, um, and not be worried about the diet, you know, <laughs> while you're at the dinner table. 
Yeah. Or like, you know, ordering a separate meal or, or doing like a meal service and you're microwaving your meals while the kids are eating one thing and they're going to ask you questions about it. Right. It's mm. just, and again, mm. all that, all that stuff, it, it just, it creates too many fissures. And more importantly, like I always keep saying, like, it, it's going to plant something in your kids where it's like, dad's weird with food. And should I be weird with food? Like, and as they start to grow up, they're like, oh, should I eat that? And when they hear you say like, oh, daddy needs to lose weight again, or, oh, I shouldn't be eating this bread. They're like, why? Should I be yeah. eating this bread? Like, should I not be? Yeah. And then all those weird complexes that you have <clears throat> as an adult start to become their weird complexes as they start to navigate the world of food and all that stuff. And it's like, you know, you just got to be careful with, especially if you have like little kids or I mean, little, little daughters who, you know, they don't, their body images and all that stuff, what the freaking mm -hmm. world is going to do to them and social media is going to do to them. And then if you have boys too, right? Like, you know, who are going to be playing sports and they're going to be going through their own weird weight issues and all that stuff. It's like, if we could steer them in like a healthier health, I'm not saying that they have to eat veggies and all that shit all day long. I'm just saying like just a healthier outlook on like food. I use food. I enjoy food. Cookies mm -hmm. are, are okay. Ice cream is okay, but so is, so are cucumbers, right? Like, like there's just a healthy balance and my family yeah. eats all of it and we're all okay, you know, type of thing. Yeah. And I think um, I would love to get your advice on freaking getting your kids to eat well. Um, <laughs> I don't know. How, how old are your kids? Um, six, four, and one. Okay, we're pretty much on the same path. I've got six, four, and eleven months here, and here in a few nice. days. So, um, yeah, I mean, do your kids eat eat like pretty well? I mean, fruits, veggies, proteins, all that stuff. Yeah, so it's it's a little weird because the one the one thing that I will say is a little weird in my house is my wife is a vegetarian. Okay, and so the girls are vegetarian too. Okay, and so like our kids don't eat meat, but they still eat eggs and cheese and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> so. There's that tension. There's a little bit of that tension because like I'll, I'll eat ham or chicken at, at for dinner and they're like, daddy's eating chicken, daddy's eating. And it's like, yep, sorry, kids, <laughs> you know, but, um, but they eat pretty well. And I, I, I can't take all the credit for that. Like my wife was, was pretty intentional with that. Um, you know, with just exposing them to a lot of stuff early on, like, you know, mm -hmm. with like pureeing spinach with banana and avocado and cucumbers and, and just like broccoli and again i'm not saying that they eat all that stuff all the time because like now they're getting a little bit pickier as like they get exposed to other tasty foods like you know crackers and cookies and stuff they start to lean more towards that obviously um so it is like a little bit of a challenge but but they're pretty good about it and my mother-in-law is also like a really good cook too so like and she cooks with like a lot of veggies and all that stuff yeah like it, it's not just like it's not just like a bowl of broccoli right it's like yeah this the, the stuff is in good tasting food so like that's yeah. the other thing is like making it like actually taste well yeah that's that's been the hardest thing for us for um you know focus on nutrition at the house um is 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 kids and like getting them to to try things right and it's so frustrating man um, you know, like I think their, their diet mostly consists of, uh, chicken nuggets, uh, mac and cheese, um, you know, and like the, the staple kid stuff. Right. And like, mm -hmm. I, I, I want to you know tell myself like, all right, I need to force this, force this more, right. Force this more. But like, back to your point, right. Like we got to let kids be kids and kind of have like a healthy relationship with food. And so I'm like, Hey, as long as they're eating, like they're eating food, like that's great. Yeah. Right. You know? And so I, you know, I don't, I don't know what the right answer is there, but, um, and we supplement with, you know, vitamins and things like that too. Right. But that's been something that we, I mean, we have tried everything. I mean, you know, we've, we've gotten little plates that like, it's like a little map, you know, treasure map. And like at the end, you get a piece of candy if you eat all your food, you know, and it'll be like, yeah, I'll eat the chicken nuggets. <laughs> I'll eat this. But then like the fruit, it's just, it's still there at the end, you know, and it's, it's like, God bless. Can we please do this? 
So I know it's it's really challenging. <laughs> but the 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 one thing I'll say about that is like, what are the other things that you and your wife currently do that your kids also don't do that you know they will do? Mm. Wipe themselves, brush their teeth, clean, mm. right? Like you clean. Who do you think they're not going to clean when they grow up? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you brush your teeth. You think they're not going to do that. You, they wipe their, you wipe your butt. Like, do you think they're not going to do, you know, it's like they're eventually going to get on board. Right. Um, yeah. And the other thing, as long as you're modeling those things though. Right. Yep. So mm. like, you know, like is, is diabetes, uh, obesity, heart disease, all that stuff. Is that stuff like hereditary and genetic? Sure. To an extent, like it absolutely is. But more often than not, what's passed down from generation to generation is like lifestyle. Habits right? and so, lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. Habit mm. and li- so like if there's a two liter Coke on your dinner table every single night and just like, you know, frozen dinners. Yeah. Normalize it. On their own. Mm. They're going to go to the store and buy two liters of Coke, put it on their dinner table and frozen dinners. Right. Like, mm. and so like if they're eating chicken nuggets and, and, and moving the, the veggies and fruit off the ta- off their plates but they're watching you eat all those things. Eventually they'll get to a place where they're like, well, I know that's what adults eat. And so yeah. I'm an adult now. I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. order that, you know? Yeah. Like they're not going to be like 20 with their girlfriend or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, Let me get some ordering chicken nuggets, like chicken nuggets yeah. at, at Sizzler's. I mean, or freaking the Longhorns or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That is, it is one of the most frustrating things as a parent though, is to like, to watch your kid just, just not eat stuff. And you're just like, come on, please just eat it. Cause like I said, we tried every single approach. Like we've read all the books, blah, 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 blah. But to your point, like their children, like they're, they're going to grow up, they're going to adopt the habits that, that we do. So as long as we are modeling that behavior and leading by example, like they're going to get it at some point, you know, um, Kevin, what, what does life look like? I guess, post you, you know, prioritizing fitness, nutrition, um, one from just a personal standpoint, but then two, you know, as a dad, right? Like, like, how has that changed your approach to fatherhood? Yeah. So, I mean, personally for me, like I said, like fitness is like, has been like a huge outlet, like uh, just an energy release for me. Um, you know, even when I was like finishing my master's at NYU, I, whenever I was like stuck in like a, a paper, I would go for a run and I would just like, all the answers would like come to me all the, mm-hmm. and I would be able to like come home and like write with clarity, you know? So like, like fitness has like, it's been like a really good outlet for me. So like if I'm stressed or frustrated or nervous about something, like I could really like channel my energy um, in that, in that regard. And, and then as far as like being a father, I think like, like what it's done for me is, is what it, it gives me energy, right? Like, um, <clears throat> like boundless energy, like, yes, I'm exhausted still. Right. But when you work out, you just have a little bit more energy. And then when you, when you don't work out. Right. So like, even though I'm only getting like five, six hours of sleep, like by the time my kids are up, like I've already worked out, I've already had my caffeine for the day. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I've already, you know, like I'm ready for them versus like they're coming to wake me up and I'm like, Oh, getting the crud out of my eye. And, And, you know, by the time they're like asleep, you know, like that's when my energy starts to crash too. But like, as like, like while they're awake, I'm awake and I have a, a lot of energy. And then, you know, the other thing is because I work out a, a, at home a lot, like they see it. So like, even though like, obviously I don't push it on them and they're not, they don't work out, but they mimic some of the things or, you know, they'll start doing squats in the living room or something. Yep. And they're like, look, doing squats, or they'll yeah. start doing push-ups, some weird version of a push-up, you know, <laughs> and, and they're like, look, look, I'm working out like daddy. And again, like they're obviously not working out. I'm obviously not pushing it on them, but and my wife runs too, and she, we have a, a Peloton in the house, and she bikes mm-hmm. all the time. So they're seeing that stuff constantly, and 
and again, without pushing it on them, when it's their time to like, you know, whether it's their teenagers or in college, like they can go to college and like gain the freshman 15, like everybody else around them, or they can be the odd person out going for a run on the weekend to like decompress and relax while their friends are like, why are you going running? It's like, well, I don't know. My, my dad, it's just, just yeah, this is what we do. My mom yeah. does it. It's just, it's just, it's really like relaxing. I just enjoy doing it. So, and that's, that's ultimately like my hope. Yeah. And I think like, like we were talking about before nutrition, just same, like same thing with fitness, right. Is modeling that behavior, leading by example, and really like normalizing that. Like, I don't know about you, but your folks growing up, um, you know, I had great parents, um, but I, I don't think I ever once saw them work out. I think. Um, and like, maybe my dad was like getting up and go to the gym and like getting after it, you know, like before I got up or whatever, but, yeah. but, uh, I didn't see that. Right. And so, uh, and so I got into sports, you know, fitness wasn't really like a thing. Like we'd go outside and play, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but uh, until I got into organized sports kind of later on in life in high school and like started going to the gym and working out and, and, and then obviously through the army and things like that, um, it just wasn't like modeled behavior. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's so important to do that and to let your sit, kids see you do that. Um, like not saying that you don't have to, um, that you can't like go to a traditional, traditional gym early and not their kids can't see it. Like obviously, yeah, go do that too if you can, right? But I think just having that be a normal part of life is like we talked about, it's going to normalize that behavior for them. Same thing with with nutrition. Yeah, I mean, again, if you have a gym routine that you go to the gym for, um, you know, that's totally fine. Um, but if you're doing like, but if you could still do like a set of push-ups in front of them every night, mm-hmm. you know, right. So it's like, they still see that. And then, cause the other thing is like the gym is intimidating to most people. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's intimidating to most people because most people don't want to look stupid and they don't know how to use the equipment. And so again, if you're a dad and you're working out at the gym, like you're missing an opportunity to sort of like show them what fitness potentially looks like, because all they see is like, you leave with a dry shirt and mm-hmm. then you come home with like a wet shirt. So they know you did something. Like he went somewhere, did something, and then came home and is now wet. But like, I don't know what he did. And so when it's my turn to go to the gym, I'm going to be like, I don't know what to do around yeah. here. This looks very intimidating. Versus like, oh, I see my dad go to the garage. He does a bunch of jump squats and burpees and pushups and, and then runs up and down the block. And he carries a thing and he throws it over his shoulder. And I, I could at least see what that looks like. So when it's my turn, like I could actually, it's a little less intimidating. Yeah, no, um, totally agree with that. I, uh, my girls, um, are often out in the garage with me. Um, I, I try to do, if I can, I try to do workouts kind of in the middle of the day or a little bit later in the day. Um, one, cause in, in the morning time, I like to get like business stuff done. Cause that's, yeah. that's going to be like, you know, uninterrupted, like focus time. Right. I can like, you know, really narrow in and get it done and then push that workout to later in the day. Um, so that, that's one reason, but the other reason is, is, you know, so my kids can be involved, not necessarily involved in as working out, but like you said, they're, they're there, they're active and, and watching. Um, and it's funny, my kids have started to just like do burpees all the time now. Um, <laughs> like they'll be in the garage and, and they'll just like start doing burpee box jump overs, you know, and like unprompted. And it's just, it's just cool, man, to, to see that and be like, okay, like I'm actually like having an impact on, on, on them, you know, and they're, they're seeing yeah. what I'm doing. They're seeing me sweat. And then too, I think it's really cool to, to for kids to be able to see you challenged, right? And like working hard at something um, too, you know? So I think there's a big component there too. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Love it. So um, so your programming for Fortune Elite Fathers and, and Dad uh, Dad Bod Wad, what does it like consist of? I mean, is it is it every day? Are you guys working out every day? Are you guys like taking rest periods? You know, what, what does that actually consist of? So I do program every day. Um, but what 
in, in my program, what I recommend is a simple formula that we call three, five, one. And that basically just means like at minimum, you want to be aiming for three workouts a week, right? Okay. And five is at minimum, you want to be winning with your nutrition at least five days a week, right? But, okay. So you, again, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect seven days a week. It's just three days of working out, five days of winning with your nutrition. And then the one stands for one check-in with, with the coach. So if you don't have a coach or if, you don't, if you're not in a program or something, like you're checking in with a Facebook group or an accountability buddy or something about your progress, right? Because again, like it's so easy to quit on yourself. Mm -hmm. um, but, when, when you, but when you put your goals out there, when you have other people like depending on you, or when you say like, I'm going to go join the army and then people have to ask like, hey, so did you join the yeah, army? Yeah, did it's you like, join no. yet? <laughs> yeah, right? Versus like in your head, I'm going to join the army. And yeah. then you don't, it's like, I let myself down, but who cares, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll um, echo that, man. The accountability piece is huge, right? Yeah. Because, exactly. you know, you're the only one that knows if you're not a part of this group, right? Um, or, or, you know, a dad's group or a, a neighbor, could be like a neighborhood fitness group, whatever, or just you and your buddy, like have a pact, right? Um, if you're not part of that and, and have that, you can just let yourself down and just get off the hook, right? And it's like no skin off your back, um, you know, but with the accountability thing too, is not only are you putting your goals out there, um, I think it's going to help you build that consistency with yourself and build that like congruency with like what you say you're going to do that's just going to be a huge confidence builder and like build positive momentum. So if you don't have an accountability buddy, like for the gym, like you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Or, you know, an accountability buddy, a, a Facebook group, even just, mm -hmm. or even posting on Instagram. What I told one of my, one of my clients, um, I was like, just start posting on Instagram. So he actually started a, a new account on Instagram and it's literally the same picture or different t-shirts, different settings of him. Just like going like this to the camera. Yeah. You know, like got it done. <laughs> and and he has over 2000 followers now of people who just follow him for that picture. I don't yeah. know. Like, <laughs> it's crazy to me. Um, but he posts every single day that, that when he's on his workout and it's just like, you know, just for accountability purposes. Right. So mm -hmm. I just think that's really cool. And <clears throat> 2000 other people apparently also think that's really cool. So that's kind of, yeah. that's kind of funny. Um, yeah. But um, the reason why I say three, five, one though, is because like, if I were to ask you like, Hey Drew, like how often do you brush your teeth? You have an answer like every mm. day maybe twice a day, right? You, whatever your answer is, or maybe it's even three times a day. Like how often do you floss? If you, if you floss every day, you're going to say it every day. Or, or if you don't, you're like, oh, actually I can probably do a little bit better with it. Right. But like the reason why you brush your teeth every single day is because you have a minimum standard. And so it's like, does that mean that if you miss a day, you know, like maybe you're running late for work or a meeting, or you just forget, or you go to sleep without brushing your teeth that like, you're like, oh shit, I blew it. I was on a perfect streak. And I guess I'm going to be off brushing my teeth for the next three weeks now. It's yeah. Like, no, you just, the next time you brush your teeth, you do you it with even again. more gusto, yeah. right? Because you know you messed up the, 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 this morning. And so, yet when it comes to like fitness, if I'm like, hey, how often do you work out? It's like, oh, I don't, you know, I, I could be really good for like a week and then I taper off, or, you know, some, I don't know, sometimes once a week, sometimes five a week. Or what about your nutrition? Like, oh, I don't, you know, sometimes whatever. People don't have minimum standards in, mm -hmm. in, around this area of their life, right? Um, but with showering and, and going to work and brushing your teeth, like you have standards. And so, I, I tell all my guys, three, five, one is your new standard for the rest of your life. Like at, you know, can you work out five days a week, six days a week? Sure. Absolutely. The more the merrier, right? Can you be totally on point with your nutrition seven days a week? Sure. Can you have bad weeks where you're only good two or three? Yeah, that's totally fine. But at minimum, you should be aiming. Like if I asked, called you up in two years from now, I was like, Hey Drew, how often are you working out, man? You should be like, 
three, baby. Yeah, minimum three. Minimum. <laughs> Cup of high water, I'm, I'm fighting for three. You know, what about your nutrition? Yeah, at minimum, I'm, I'm, I'm aiming for five days a week, you know, Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday. My wife and I go for brunch. We go out for dinner. We have some beers. No big deal, right? Um, mm-hmm. So that that's like should be your new standard. Okay. I understand the fitness side, right, it, it, is the three. on the. I want to talk about the five on the nutrition side a little bit. So yeah. What what does that mean for guys, right? When you say, "Hey, I want you to hit five days of good nutrition," like like what is what does good nutrition mean, and like how are you helping them track that? Yeah, so we actually have a, a super structured, phased approach to nutrition, and um, we we do count calories and we do track macros, but not so that you can do that for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. The way we start is with just teaching people that you should be eating a bit a, a balance of proteins, fats, and carbs in the right portions for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with some snacks in between. And in fact, in, for, in the first week, we don't even have them do that. We just have them track everything that they eat in MyFitnessPal with no goals. So they don't have a calorie goal. Yep, or just start, a, a start understanding what you're eating. Tracking. Yeah. yeah, it's going to create a level of awareness that you otherwise wouldn't have had. Like, man, I drink a lot of my calories. Or man, I, I don't eat enough protein. Or man, I eat a lot of peanut butter. Whatever it is, you're just going to glean some kind of insight. And then in week two, we teach um, the balance of proteins, fats, and we call it PFC every three. So I'm not saying that you have to eat every three hours, but that's the, it's just like a, an easy way of saying like eat a balance of proteins, fats, and carbs for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then with some snacks in between. And the reason why we want to make sure that we're eating proteins, fats, and carbs is because it's all going to you know stabilize our blood sugar. If you're eating just oatmeal for breakfast, that's just a lot of carbs. You're spiking your blood sugar, right? Versus if you add some fat to it, then you're going to stay satiated a little longer. And if you add some protein to it, it's going to also protect your muscles from from catabolizing if you're in a calorie deficit. And so the portions that we recommend, and for anybody listening can write this down, is five ounces of protein, five ounces of carbs, and one to two ounces of fat for every meal. That's not going to make you overly full, but it's also not going to like be start. You're not going to be starving from that portion, but you're also not going to be like overly full because the goal is to not be overly full either because then your blood sugar spikes, insulin is released, starts to store fat and all that stuff. Don't want to get too much into the science piece, but like five ounces of protein, five ounces of carbs, one, two ounces of fat for breakfast. So that could be eggs, blueberries, oatmeal, and peanut butter. And then same thing for lunch. That could be turkey as your protein, two slices of bread, some avocado or hummus, some cheese for your fat, boom, perfect sandwich. And then for dinner, some chicken cutlets, some rice or potatoes for the carbs, and then fat, you could have olive oil or cashews or almonds or, or more peanut butter if you want. And then snacks in between. So like jerky is proteins and fat and an apple or peanut butter, banana, and a protein shake, right? So something small. And so that's really what we recommend. And then if if guys only did that and never counted calories or track macros, they would still lose weight. They would they would hit their ideal body weight and then be able, be able to maintain that ideal body weight for years to come if they just stuck to that nutrition protocol. Um, because it's like enough of a calorie deficit to get you to where you need to be. And then once you hit a certain weight, it's not a calorie deficit anymore. So then mm-hmm. you'll just be able to maintain that. Yeah. Then we do also teach calories and, and macros though. So then we have guys track calories with a specific calorie target that's 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 custom to you for your body type, your age, your mm-hmm. weight, your activity levels, and all that stuff in your goals. And then we'll be able to say like, hey, Drew, your goal is to eat 2,100 calories a day. Try not to go too far above it or too far below it. And you should still eat a balance of proteins, fats, and carbs with each of those meals. And then we do that for a few weeks, depending on your adherence and your comfort level with tracking. Then we will be like, okay, now let's start tracking macronutrients. And again, not everybody likes tracking. So 
like you don't have to just go back to PFC every three and you're going to hit your ideal body weight. But if you really want to get dialed in, if you really want to start seeing abs and all that stuff, PFC three is going to get you to like, you know, 175 or 185. But then if you really want to start seeing the abs and all that stuff, then you need to probably start tracking calories and macros and all that stuff. Yeah. And we teach both. So like we mix bro science with anything that a nutritionist <laughs> and dietitian would say, like any nutritionist or dietitian would be like, yep, PFC every three is really smart. Do that. And any bro science would be like, yep. And you should also be tracking your protein, tracking your, your, your carbs and you're tracking your fats. Cause that's the best way to like actually hit your ideal, you, you know, your goal weight. Yeah. So we try to like blend the two. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I love that, that the first week with you guys is just starting to get some awareness around what you want in your body. Um, I remember when I, when I first started getting into kind of nutrition, you know, it's the same thing, right? I was in the army, I was an athlete, I'd say whatever, right? Um, but then as you start to get a little bit older, you got kids and your metabolism slows down. Um, you know, I started to put on a, a few pounds that I just didn't want to, right? Like still in shape, like still worked out all the time, but, but you know, like, hey, maybe I could lose a little bit. Um, and I, I will never forget, like the first time I started tracking what I was eating and I was like, oh my God, like I had no idea, you know, um, that like. I drank so much chocolate milk and it's this, but you know, it's just like, where are my calories coming from? And it's like, holy crap, that coffee creamer, you know, that I pour in my coffee every day. And I actually just had this conversation with my wife this morning. Cause I, I was just looking at it and it was like one tablespoon. is like 30 calories. So it doesn't sound like a lot. Right. But when you think about like the exercise that you have to do to burn <laughs> off 30 calories and it's that much coffee creamer, you know, it makes you kind of think, right. Of like, okay, if I have a calorie target, right. Like, what do I really want to put in, you know, to, to meet that calorie target and kind of like weigh some pros and cons with what you're eating, you know? Yeah. And you're obviously not just going to use a tablespoon of the creamer either, right? Like you're going to I did this more. morning and it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just <laughs> all black with like a little, a yeah. little creamy residue. It's like, this isn't what I wanted. So the, the way, the, a simple way to, f- for, for guys to think about it is think of your calorie goals or your macronutrient goals. And first of all, like calories will determine the weight that your body is and macronutrients will determine like what your body looks like at that weight. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, if you think about it that way, like a calorie target will get you to a certain weight. It's like what your body will look like. At, I mean, you know, what, what your body will be like, what weight your body will be. And then macronutrients is like what you want your body to look like at that weight. Um, so that's one way to think about it. But the other thing is like, think of like your calories or macronutrients as a budget. Like if you had a hundred dollars to spend every single day on food, you would make certain choices. Like, do I want to spend 10, you know, like $20 on breakfast or would mm-hmm. I rather just spend $5 on breakfast so I can spend $40 yeah. tonight on dinner, right? So you start to make choices, trade-offs, but there should be an, you know, a finite amount. Like there's only a hundred dollars. You can't spend 50 on breakfast, 50 on lunch, 50 on dinner. That's 150, right? Like there's only $100. So it's like how you choose to spend it is totally up to you. That's why there are no bad foods. You could eat Oreos every single day if you want, as long as those are accounted for in your calorie yep. tracker. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, three Oreos every single day is 150 calories. Those are accounted for. I just have to build my day around those now. Yeah, that's a perfect way to think about it, right? That that, that was literally the analysis that went into my brain this morning, right? When I was like, hey, I'm just kind of curious, like, because uh, I, I haven't been doing it in, in a little while. Um, but starting to dial back in nutrition now, you know, and I was like, all right, let me just see how many calories are in this. Right. And I looked at, I'm like, oh crap, I could have, you know, a nice frothy, you know, mug this morning with, with, you know, four tablespoons of cream or whatever. And then I was like, but you know, that's going to be 120 calories. Right. And I have a target that I got to hit. And so, all right, I'm going to choose to do 30 and have a terrible cup of coffee, you know, because I've got that budget. <laughs> right. And and so that's a perfect way to think about it. Yeah, dude. That's so funny. So, um, I hate that stuff. <laughs> I'd rather just drink coffee black 
you know, know, instead of just having like a tiny little bit of creamer, it's terrible. But for me, what I do honestly <laughs> is like, I, I have like my non-negotiables. Like I still have half and half and creamer. I just like, that just means I can't have a lot more. Yeah. It's just like, into your budget. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still have protein. I mean, I still have a peanut butter every single day. It just means that I just have to take that from somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I hate when those guys like fitness influencers stuff are like peanut butter is the devil, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, the dude, there, there's, there's no <laughs> way I'm cutting out peanut butter, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really dense and, and it can be bad if you're eating like three spoons. I mean, three, like huge spoonfuls of it every single day for every single meal. Like, yeah, it'll add up. But like, once you understand, you know, that peanut butter is essentially like $25 of your budget or something, mm-hmm. then just work it into your budget. Yeah. Well, um, Kevin, what's the best place that people can find you um, and then find more about your program? Yeah, man. So again, forgingleadfathers.com forward slash five, F-I-V-E, spell it out, forgingleadfathers.com forward slash five to get those free five workouts um, that you can do in like 15, 20 minutes a day for the rest of your life. And you're going to be fitter, I promise. Um, and then of course, Instagram, dadbod underscore wad. I'm sure if you just put dadbod wad, you'll find me. Um dad bod w-o-d wad just means workout of the day i post a lot of workouts there too so if you're just you could follow me there save the workouts do the workouts there are like i don't know a thousand workouts on that page yeah i right know that's what i do when i'm just looking for something there's like a few that i go to and you're one of them you know um because I, I i do programming sometimes you know um and i'll like yeah. work fast out what i want to do but a lot of times i'm just looking for a good workout right and yeah. so i'll kind of scroll through you i'll scroll through another few just be like all right well, let's do that one um yeah, so if you guys aren't following Kevin, you guys need to, um, it's, especially just for anything for inspiration, right? Um, to see you out there, and in, in, I guess it's like a courtyard or something that, that yeah, you're in, cool. right? Typically, yeah. Um, you know, just getting after it with dumbbells and, and stuff is awesome. I will ask though, what size are your dumbbells? Um, that, that... I use, if I'm outside, they're either 35s or 50s. Okay. So for most of my workouts, like if it's like the overhead snatches, those are, those are fifties probably. Yeah. But if it's like thrusters, I'm usually using like the 35s. Damn. That was my problem, man. I did one of yours that was thrusters and I did the fifties and I was freaking drenched, man. (laughs) No, 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 thanks. Um, I, I, I have an 80 pound sandbag, which, which is good for the thrusters, but, um, it's just the dumbbells are too, you know, it's just one sided. Yeah. So that's what makes it di- like, yeah, I can do thrusters with like a hundred pounds if, yeah. if it was on a barbell. Right. Um, but then, so like the bigger muscle group. So like, if you see me doing chest press or back rows, those are probably the fifties, but if it's something like, you know, devil presses, right. Those things and, and, and some thrusters, um, those it's, those are more likely 35. Okay. Yeah. Devil presses are the worst exercise ever been. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. i get a lot of comments people will be like this guy lives in the projects it's like dude i live in i live in new york city these are what buildings look like so i work out in yeah. my courtyard and i'm surrounded by other buildings so like but it's 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 not it's it's a co-op you know they're very friendly families around here no no projects <laughs> yeah well, well guys go go follow kevin for sure um if you're interested we highly recommend go and check it out uh forging elite fathers um or is it forging elite fathers yeah forging elite fathers dot um, com go check out his programming at least download the five free workouts and get started on that um and remember the um uh the the three five one uh is another thing you guys should remember um so i mean just super packed full of value kevin so thank you for coming on man um you know guys go 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 follow um and go make it happen <laughs>